Yeah, David Morrow joins us from across the Tasman. Week one of the NRL finals last week. Storm 29, Rabbitohs 28. Panthers 27, Warriors 12. Roosters 21, Sharks 12. Broncos 18, Dragons 48. Which one of those was the most surprising to you, David? Well, for me personally, I mean, I did tip the Dragons to win 13 plus if DeBellin played, and that's what happened. But everyone laughed at me when it happened, but they weren't laughing at the end of the day. Uh, but it probably was the biggest surprise, of course it was. Um, I think the the, uh, you know, the the other games all could have gone either way. I mean, and people might say, how do I say that about the Penrith Warriors game? But the Warriors were 12 2, uh, and they looked as if they were just going to run away with it. And all of a sudden, just something switched off. Toolbars Shek got hurt. Uh, there was another incident in that game too. At the same time, Gav, uh, Gavitt, uh, he was uh, he was injured, of course, very early in the game, and and all of a sudden they were uh, down to, to 15 men on rotation. Penrith got a, a couple of things went their way, and they turned it around. The other two games spoke for themselves. I mean, South lead with a few minutes to go, got beaten. Uh, Cronulla, uh, they were denied when Lewis uh, he was about to score. There was a tackle. He just lost control of the ball. If he scores, it's 18 all. Uh, and who knows? They get ball back. They could come down and kick the field goal. So. Yeah, what I'm saying is I won't be surprised if the two losers of the top four matches from last week, in other words, the two losers, uh, Cronulla and South, go through to the grand final. Wow. Well, in order to do that, they first have to get past these two games this weekend. So your Sharks, first yeah. of all, tonight against the Panthers. Did you see enough from the Panthers last week to suggest that they they are, you know, we, we all thought they were sort of a bit of a spent force and, and we're looking forward to the Warriors going through. But did you see enough from the Panthers last week to suggest they'll be tough tonight? Oh, yeah, they'll be tough tonight. I mean, and that's the thing. The Sharks and the Rabbitohs, it's just how they come up mentally, knowing full well that they were that close to getting the week off. Uh, and I know that you might think it doesn't play on your mind, but it must play on your mind for a little while to think, gee, what are we doing out here? Uh, you know, if if only one ball had stuck, I mean, Cronulla, they'd not bomb two tries and probably bomb three, I suppose. Uh, they should have been here. And South had the lead with six to go and somehow t- switched off. So that's the hard thing. But, uh, you know, history says... One of these sides probably will win, the Dragons or the Panthers. I can't say the Dragons are winning. I know I'm a bit partial that way, but they've had a six-day turnaround with an injury, you know, told that's, uh, that's going to have some effect. But the Rabbitohs had an eight-day break, two extra days to get ready. You'd think that would certainly give them an advantage over the Dragons. Sharks and Panthers, no um, no Josh Dugan in the Sharks lineup, and no Wade Graham. Makes, uh, it does, does make some impact. Uh, there's no risk. Uh, that that could that could t- certainly turn the tables back the Panthers' way, but Jesse Ramian, he's played nearly a whole year at first grade because of the injuries they've had, so they're not going to lose too much in, as far as uh, he's concerned. Scott Sorensen's a really good talent, but he's not Wade Graham, uh, and that's the big question mark about uh, the Sharks. The Panthers, on the other hand, we know when they're at their best, they are very very good. When they're at their worst, they are very very bad. So we're not sure. I mean, you know, well, I tell you the two contrasts. Just have a look at the two games prior to last week, the Panthers versus the Warriors. Go no further than those two games when they played each other in the minor premiership and you see the best and the worst of both those teams. Dead right. Yeah, yeah, no, heavy victories for, for each of them. Dead right. And uh, I, we're a bit, we're a bit uh, I guess, frustrated that the Warriors season, which did promise so much at various stages, kind of yeah. went out with a bit of a whimper, didn't it? It was almost like just a, just a very tame end last weekend. Sean Johnson, I don't know what gets into Sean's mind. I mean, I, I don't know the man. Uh, for everyone that tells me he's a, he's a nice young fella, I just wish he'd run the ball more. Uh, every time you see him play, you think every time he runs the ball and, and Isaac Luke gets a little bit of 
uh, running running into his game out of dummy half. The Warriors could beat anyone. But all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're, Luke's not getting onto the front middle. He wasn't helped last week by Garrett getting hurt so early. But then Sean Johnson crabbing across field, crabbing across field, putting kicks in. But if he attacked the line, I mean, I reckon there'd be nothing worse than trying to defend against Sean Johnson attacking the line because he's got quick feet, he's got a step, and he's got an incredible acceleration. And they're the blokes you can't stop, you know. Like, and if you try and stop, then you've got to put two or three men on them, which eventually means someone else is going to be in a hole. Anyway, that's uh, that's up for Stephen Kearney to worry about. And I wish to, I wished he'd run it more because I think that, uh, the great thing I wished he'd run it more for is because I think he's a delight to watch when he starts running the ball. He he, he makes you stand up and watch because something's likely to happen. Indeed. The Storm and the Roosters earn a week off. Uh, a lot of people saying, yep. hey, there's your grand final, Storm v Roosters. Uh, that's, of course, possible. Is it likely, Storm v Roosters in the grand final? I just saw enough chinks in both teams. Um, I'll tell you what I did see with the Storm, though. They somehow they found a way to win, and that's the thing about them. They, they just have this ability, the Storm, or Craig Bellamy has an ability to get instill in them, or Craig or Cameron Smith on the field. Uh, when they were never going to win that game once uh, when, you know, especially when South scored the try, Murray scored the try under the post, got away to a six-point buffy if the Willis had South had just come down the other end. They'll, they'll kick for touch or they'll kick to try and get the, the, try and get ball back, but it didn't happen. And then all of a sudden they scored. Uh, a bit freaky to try, they scored the storm. And then, of course, Cameron Munster kicks the the, uh, the field goal. Uh, it's, it's unique the way they can just get themselves out of trouble. The Roosters, on the other hand, uh, look, as I said, I, I think they, I think the other side was the better team on the night, and the Roosters uh, got the victory more so because of Cronulla's errors than uh, the Roosters playing better football. But you all know next week another another kettle of fish. Roosters are playing at Allianz Stadium, so that won't worry uh, that won't worry uh, Souths or uh, or the Dragons. I think it's going to be Souths. That's going to be a huge crowd. Souths, of course, was their home ground for a long time. Uh, and Cronulla, well, Cronulla have played Melbourne twice this year and knocked them off twice. So if Cronulla get through over Penrith tonight, Melbourne no, hold no fears for them. So it's a, it, it, I think that's the scenario the NRL would like, if only because you know they, they can sell a story. But they won't mind if the fairy tale Dragons get through either, because the Dragons against the Roosters at Allianz Stadium is just the Anzac Day. You know, you can you can sell that so easily that they, if they don't get forty thousand or match like that, if they don't get forty thousand. Early on Stadium next week, that there's something wrong because it's either the Roosters against South or the Roosters against the Dragons. You mentioned Josh Dugan being ruled out. What did you make of his emotional press conference during the week, David? What I worried about during the week is that I'm very close to Craig Hamilton, as most people know. I'm in a lot of broadcasting with Warren Ryan and Craig uh, during my career. And Craig, of course, pretty openly. I mean, he had this horrible bout of uh, uh, mental illness during the early part of this century. In fact, it prevented him from. Uh, being part of our team to do the, the Olympic Games in 2000. He's written a couple of books about it. So I, I, whenever I see scenarios such as Josh Dugan, I start to think, gee, I hope this bloke's all right. I hope people are getting to him because you just got the feeling, I just got the feeling he was screaming out for help. Uh, and I hope that that's, you know, I'm not sure whether that was the case at all. Uh, but the fact that he was, you know, emotionally saying, for heaven's sake, get off my back. Uh, I mean, the, the stuff that he said the other day about the journalist, Phil Rothfield, I mean, yeah, perhaps he could have said it in a different platform. Uh, but uh, you know, Rothfield, is, he hasn't missed in attacking the players over 40 years. So some of the players might think, well, it's about time you got some back. But the, uh, the the way that the media, or some of the media, turned on Dugan and Fafita over that, I thought, 
gee, there's a, there's a few blokes that should watch out about the, those little glass houses they're living in or those black kettles because I, I think there's a, a double standard sometimes. Some of them can't take it when they cop it back. I think that's what uh, Rock Dugan a bit... I think he's, not, he's obviously a decent bloke from all I hear. I mean, the bloke's... Been, yeah, I'm not sure about his upbringing, but I don't think he was brought up as well as most of us. And so football's been all he knows. And he got into some... Yeah, <laughs> he got into some trouble at different times and he and Carney and he and Ferguson <laughs> fucked themselves up and he admits that. But uh, I think that what he was tr- crying out for last week, people come and have a look and see the good things I'm doing. And uh, uh, David Ricky, I spoke to David on Wednesday on our program, but I know David pretty well. And David's very close to Shark. And he said, you know, he never knew any of this, this charity work that Josh was doing. He said, in, in his opinion, he said, not that Josh should be telling him, because there's a bit of indictment upon the Sharks for not getting out there and saying, hey, this bloke gets out and does all this good stuff as well. So maybe that's something that we should all learn from us um, because it's, if it is a mental illness thing, I hope he's handled it and I hope he's okay. Indeed. All right then, uh, David, Sharks, Panthers, uh, who plays the Storm next week out of those two? Look, I'm going to tip the Sharks, but I won't be surprised. It's a dead set. It's a dartboard job. Just toss the coin and uh, go with your feelings. If you like one club or one player for a special reason, Follow them tonight because I reckon this is going to go all the way to the wire and I won't be surprised if it even goes to extra time. Good stuff. And just a word on Rabbitohs Dragons. Who plays the Roosters next week out of those two? Mate, I've got red and white eyes throughout my body, but I <laughs> my heart says Dragons, but my head says the Rabbitohs comfortably. Always enjoy our chats, David. Have a great weekend, mate. Thanks for your time. <laughs> no worries, Jason. Thanks, mate.